first of all, I want to I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. This is Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters, and I'm wearing a cashmere sweater and some rugged jeans. It's a jeans. Christmas episode. Uh huh. My jeans have some elastic in them because I've got an athlete's legs, as you guys all know. I'm built like a frog, and I'm not going to wear regular five o ones. Yeah, I can't wear five o ones because. Well, whatever fits my hips isn't going to fit my fucking thighs and my apple ass. Of course not. And certainly not my calves. I got, I got bull hearts for calves, as you know, Sam. I do and know. So, I do yeah, know. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out there in my cashmere sweater and, and, my, and my rugged jeans with the elastic in them in case I have to sidekick a fucker in the face in a street fight or, or a wheel kick his fucking head off. Either I way, love those dude, jeans. Yeah, I'm going out to split some wood, and then I'm going to shoot a bow. I'm going to shoot some arrows in case I want to draw a bead on on a deer later on in a tree stand. I've got it all going on when I'm here, dude. I've been eating nothing but venison, so I'll, I, I want to apologize if I seem a little sharp, a little aggressive, and my tilt a little too forward. But just come correct today, that, Sam. Come correct. Went that, for a dude. brisk walk. Went for a brisk walk. And um, and do I stop exercising when I'm when I'm at my girl's place in in South Jersey? Fuck no. So that's I can't what believe I have you're to dating say. a Take Jersey girl. That's crazy. I dated a Jersey yeah. girl. Dana was a Jersey girl for. She's a Jersey girl. I dated her. Love for Jersey a while. girls. Love Jersey girls. Love them. Brian, I've seen a little pep in your step today. It's probably because uh, I think you might have actually done a little better on the flat Earth discussion than a lot of people expected. <laughs> yeah, I think the people kind of like were on my side just for being patient with Dave Weiss. He, he was, uh, he got a little passionate and riled up. And I think a lot of people find the idea that we're living on a, on a disc with a, an ice wall that goes all the way around things to be a little far-fetched. We don't know what's beyond the ice wall. And yeah, I mean, he's got, there's a little Game of Thrones thrown in there and but I, 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 I will always say that Dave, at least, I don't know what kind of job he has, but he has a lot of time to really formulate these incredible theories. And uh, you got to give it up. Pretty impressive. You know, it's interesting, impressive. dude. It's like, you know, it's like, it, it, what do you master in your life? Like, mm. if Dave, if like, obviously you think spending a ton of time studying flat earth is somewhat to you comical. Uh, yeah, but if Dave took that same time and spent it on jujitsu, you'd be like, "Oh, dude's a master. That's all he does." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you master? It's but such an interesting thing. But let me let me let me draw the distinction because that's a really good question, a fucking great question, and a great conversation. Because so so with flat Earth, <laughs> flat Earth um, is something that is if anything a theory as like uh, like a lot of things but but with flat earth for example it seems that you have to first of all debunk most conventional wisdom including things like did newton live did aristotle live uh, is einstein a moron is elon musk a moron these are things that he stated and so what you have to do is you have to say everything that we, we are basing our belief system on is, is conventional knowledge is completely, complete bullshit. But me, I live in Connecticut. I'm not sure what Dave does, but I've, I've got the answer here. And this is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on mankind. But I, Dave Weiss, and some of my small group of followers have figured this out. God bless. The, the problem with that is I'm not so sure there is there is enough objective reality in what you're working on. And I'm not so sure how useful that is for your life. Now, what it gives Dave is a community. And that's to be that a community and, 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 a, and a group of people who are like-minded. And we're human beings. Human beings are tribal and we need that. The difference, I think, with jujitsu and flat earth, and we can debate this, is that jujitsu is an infinite art form. It's so difficult to master and you're always being challenged and you get in really good physical shape and you get super flexible, but you have to deal with things like plateaus in your learning curve, fear, um, checking your ego at the door, working at what you're bad at. Like if you're really good on your back and you have to work on, on, on your on top game, if you're really bad on your back, you have to work on your back. Game. So the way you get better is by staying uncomfortable 
The way you get better is by constantly testing your theories and your technique against people that are better who are always pushing back. And so what happens is, I think, with people who are masters at jujitsu, is they get a good understanding of how to navigate the rest of life. Like you, the things that it takes to get good at something like getting a black belt and being competitive are things you can actually apply to the rest of your life. I don't know if that's the case with Flat Earth. I think with Flat Earth, I'm not so sure how useful. Let me tell it you is. why I disagree with you on that. And you did a nice long rant. And I know that you're trying to dominate the conversation. So you can end, <laughs> end the year on a win. But uh, let me tell you why Flat Earth to me could lead. And listen, again, I'm a realm guy and I don't have a, any dog in the race other than you're my friend and I, I, he's a fellow conspiracy theorist. Um, is that the, when you start to go, what if they're lying to us about that? Now, there are things I wish hindsight I'd asked, Dave, like the Pearl Harbor attack. I saw a meme that was kind of interesting. You're like, according to the Flat Earth people, the Pearl Har J Japan had to go around like this to attack uh, Pearl Harbor, which I, I'm like, okay, that's a great question. I'd love to know how, how they say that happened. Um, but for me, if and what has really helped me, and like I get into like ancient knowledge. I'm not necessarily a flat earth guy, but I get into like ancient knowledge and what and what that means. And what that means is who are we? What do we what do we live on? Where where do we live? What is our purpose? And when you start asking, I always say this conspiracy for me has always led to spirituality. So now I'm in this spiritual place right now, and I'm like okay, dude, who am I? What am I here for? What is my purpose on this planet? What, what is this whole thing? And to me, that actually gets you past politics. And even though I'm, for some reason, even though I see everything in politics is theater, maybe I'm a theater critic and I'm enjoying the theater. And I'm talking about which actor I think is doing best at the theater. But the point is, I know that I'm, 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 there's more to life than us being monkeys in shoes on a rock hurling through space and we right. just come here and we die and that's the run and there seems no per i i don't believe that at all everything is so well like everything is so well programmed like just down to the weirdest thing like when you hear about that virus that gets in a mouse's head and it gets the mouse to run to the cat's mouth and that like the the notion that that is just some randomness to me i can't buy that but I can buy that there's something much bigger going on and it's all part of this giant realm that we live in. So that's why I think if you get into where you find people getting into flat earth, start getting into what are we really about? Where are we really about? Who are we really about? Yeah. I, well, you're making a distinction between it sounds like spirituality and objective reality. Spirituality is important. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I believe in, I have a lot of respect for religion, including organized religion, actually, but that's a longer conversation. Okay, but, nobody's perfect. But, 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 but I, I do know, I do like, I do like, um, I do like the idea that, you know, theoretical mathematicians, physicists are talking now about crazy shit. Like, what if the simulation has already happened? What if we're self-replicating machines? What if there is a I huge, what, what if we're, what if we're living? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what blew my mind. When Eric uh, Weinstein said, the theory of everything might very well be that that we are we are this is a simulation that we are already self-replicating machines that our biological heritage is long dead and that the, simu the simulation is already here like we we are self-replicating machines we don't know it yet but we're going to wake up we are going to as the neural net as we are edged close together in this in this realm of the, the internet is essentially uh, what, what we're seeing is that we are starting to have a sense of what it's like to be each other in a virtual sense. And this virtual reality starts to mirror actual reality. As we are able to um, reverse engineer the human brain and put it into and, and create synthetic biology and create robots that are indistinguishable from human beings, however, are actual better machines, more rugged, more durable, can live forever. We can download their information. This, this raises a really interesting question. Maybe, maybe we are already machines making smarter machines. We know we're doing that. So, and if you think about, and if you think about one of the coolest things in the Buddhist tradition is if you actually try to locate yourself, if you try to locate where Sam Tripoli begins, where are you? Do you begin, are you behind your face? 
Where, where is the seat of your attention? That's a profound question because what, what you find is that it's really hard to find and locate the self, which is the Buddha said the, the self may very well be an illusion. Well, what does that mean? It means that you, you may be, you may be um, an avatar. You may be sort of um, not a hologram, but, but sort of a machine that's being controlled somewhere else because you can't locate yourself. How did you, when you were born and you came into existence and you became more conscious as you got older, that was a gradual process. So, 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 so who is to say that you are what you think you are and who is to say that, that, that this, you, the seat of your attention and where you're listening to me from right now is behind your face or in you? No, I that's, get that. the, that's, the, that's the profound fucking question. But so, so yes to all of what you're saying as far as spirituality and the simulation and those profound questions that get us fucking kind of in circles and freaked out and humble us. There is though something called objective reality that you and I always uh, benefit from. So you have children, I have children. And the fact that we have medicines and we have technology to put fresh food and, on the table with just using our credit card is, is pretty amazing. And it's, we owe a great deal of debt and gratitude to technology and to the hard one uh, thought out mathematical problems that our ancestors thought about. So fresh fruits and vegetables in the middle of the winter and the fact that you and I have never had to worry about starving to death and our children, we never had to worry about our children succumbing to pathogens that they used to succumb to like smallpox, etc. That's a big deal. And it's pretty cool. Also the fact that I have friends who've had MRSA and were, if they didn't get, if they didn't get antibiotics right quick, they would have for sure died. I mean, I know wrestlers like that. So we, we know that staff, certain staph infections, necritis can be horrifying if you don't have certain medicines. So you and I also owe a great deal of gratitude to the objective truths that have been fought for and won. And that's kind of where I live. So, so we have to acknowledge that there is to an extent, Sam, truth like as far as that we can measure. And it's when we start throwing out that stuff, like Dave was doing a little bit, that I worry. I worry that all of a sudden, if you're throwing that out, and, 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 and I happen to have a little bit of an idea of where the genealogy of some of those technologies came from in the scientific revolution that all of us benefit from, then I get a little nervous because I go, I, now you're not giving me any ground to stand on. Like I don't have any ground to actually make even launch an argument. Does that make sense? Yes, but here, here, I, yes, everything you're saying makes sense. Here's my biggest problem. Win, okay? win. Not a win. win. I gave you a sure. moment to enjoy. Okay. okay. And you'll look yeah, yeah, back yeah. at that time where you thought you were killing and go all oh, the golden days. Okay. So here's what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I remember that time I just that. kept talking not... and I didn't let Sam talk and I, I was winning because Sam wasn't allowed to counter anything I was saying. Cause I just was filibusting on this podcast that I have with him. It was fucking great. Oh, oh those were the days. Here's the thing, Brian. I agree with what you're saying, man. There's a lot of a great advancements. The problem we have right now, and, and it is a problem that you have very, you, you are very, 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 very sick with this disease. And that is you trust people too much. Meaning that you believe because a guy has a laptop, uh, I mean, a lab coat on and a PhD, that, every, that there's no way this guy would be bullshitting anybody or doing any of that stuff. And you're like, well, we have tests. We could do this. Well, the problem with this, Brian, is that you and everybody, and I love you the pieces, never do these tests ever in your life. You never test any of the theories that you say we have to accept. You accept them. And now I know we can't go through life questioning. I mean, we should question everything, but if we literally go, oh, prove it, prove it, prove it on everything, I, I, we'll, we'll just never be able to get on in our life. I understand that. But literally, the but tests- they have been tested. They have been tested. No, no, no. But you've never done any of them. You've never done no. any of these tests that you are 100% presenting as evidence that this is happening. That's my point. Right, right. That's a good point. You know, well, I'll, I'll tell you where I'll tell you why that's a good point is that, that again, when you listen to my political philosophy, <laughs> and I'm, I'm full of all my opinions on government. And then I read a book called The Fifth Risk. And I realize I don't have the first fucking clue as to how government works or what it does. More importantly, I have no idea of the benefits I have reaped subconsciously from 
because I never, I didn't go to government. I didn't sit in the fucking Department of Energy, et cetera. I didn't talk to any of them. I didn't yeah. look at what their budgets. I didn't do any of, of my own research. What I did was I got my information secondhand, thirdhand from there people go. who got their information second and thirdhand. So, so I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree <laughs> that that is another, that is a trap. That's a trap that we all have to worry about because without realizing it, I was being an ideologue. I was being ideological about certain things. Um, and it's just like, however, hey, here's the yeah. thing, Brian, real quick. And the yeah. people that do this stuff, know that you're not going to do this because they've spread us so thin. We're working harder than ever for less money than ever. Now there's people like girls on OnlyFans and people doing premium content that have found a way to make more money. And God bless them, okay? I worry about everything becoming a transaction between men and women and where that leaves you when you have nothing more to sell, right? Yeah. I, I worry about that. But, yeah. I mean – that's a great way to be like, you know what? I don't want to live in this system where I got to do this, be told by somebody what to do. I, I, I love that. But the powers that be have set this up. I mean, they, there's even this talk that, you know, a big part of feminism was getting women into the workforce so now they could tax the other half of the population that they weren't taxing. So it's like, this is done purposefully, you know? So it's like, so it's like, we're, we're stretched so thin. I know you do, Brian. One thing that you and I have in common, we're spinning 30 million plates in our head. I see it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, Sam, boom, what? Yeah, yeah, no, boom, boom, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because that's the only way you could survive in this industry that we've chosen, you know? And they know that. So what do we, we're working so hard. So when you go home, you're a trusting human being. You're like, I, okay, what's going on in the world? I'm going to turn on this. That's channel. why I have a problem with referendums. That's why I have a problem with, with fucking prop this and prop that. When, when you put on a ballot for California voters, whether or not I want to vote for prop such and such, the problem with that is I don't fucking have time to look at the nuances of that goddamn law. I don't have time to go into the details of what's wrong and what's right. I don't have time to have an, a conversation with an expert on it because, because I, do, I don't have time, which is why government, I elect you fucking guys to have those debates on the floor in good faith and to actually vote it out based on rational, hard-won, clear thinking. So the, the, the bigger question that, that, that I think the biggest problem we face and the challenge we face now in the internet age where you can get exposed to all different kinds of information and you don't know where the fuck it's coming from. That's the problem. So how do we arrive at the truth? How do we, so, so let's just take the election fraud. Trump gave a point by point speech on why this was the biggest fraud in election history. Okay. I'm already distrustful of Trump because Trump is doing what every authoritarian in the history of, of, of mankind has done, which is to say, oh, this election was rigged and the American people has been duped. He's very good at it. It's what's to be expected and everything else. Now, now he gave a point by point look at every detail. The problem we are faced with is I, I then went and looked at every one of those points. I went to factcheck.org, I went to even Fox News, I went to all these different places and all of them went piece by piece. And it wasn't that they were, they were saying it, they were looking at the people that, are, that, that, that look into this stuff, right? And so what I thought was interesting was that that was also debunked. Okay, so those, every point was debunked yet. So, so we have one side saying that this is true and another side saying that this is debunked. Actually, another side saying this is completely bullshit. So I don't listen to those two. And then I try to find I try to find an objective fact check source. I try, okay? And what I do when I look at the fact check sources, I look at all the different agencies that look at this stuff that get paid to do this independently. So now the question is, are they doing it independently? Who's paying them? And I'm fucking lost because I don't know how to make sense of any of this shit right now. The only thing I can do, uh, the only thing I'm left with as an American who has to believe in his election system, because I'm really worried we're gonna lose faith in that, but the only thing I can do is go with conventional institutions that are supposed to be the watchdogs for this stuff, right? But then there are a lot of people like yourself and maybe even me who are starting to doubt that. Why? Because there's so much information coming at me from all different angles. So how the fuck do we 
how do we get to the spinning plate that's actually spinning correctly? You know, how do we do that? That's a huge question. I, I agree with that. And, you know, for me, Brian, it's like uh, the fact checkers, they're all bought and sold in my, in my humble opinion. And it would be, it's such a wonderful thing. I mean, if you actually talk they, to people- you, You're not bought and sold. You could never be bought and sold. So I, I have, to, have to believe that there are fact checkers who are into, see a lot of people that choose a profession because they, they, they believe in the work. You're the yeah. kind of guy, you're, I know you, you're the kind of guy that no matter how much money I gave you, you would never fucking lie about that. There's no way. And there are people like you out there. And I think, no, I, I think I a lot that. of people are like that. You know yeah, what's so, interesting, so, Brian? I've been like kind of thinking a lot about this. It's just like, you know, like I, I, I'm a traditional liberal, even though I get painted at a, as a conservative because at the moment, like, like we said last week, I, I like parts of Trump and that's it. Like the, the people who call me uh, conservative never see me teeing off on Mitch McConnell and all the, you know, Lindsey Graham and all the old, you know, evil, the people, I shouldn't say evil, but the, the people I, I, I railed against for years that just because Trump has an R by his name, suddenly people think I, I'm associated with that. But for me, Brian, it's always been like, you know, so liberals, right? Liberals, uh, I don't think liberals run, real liberals never run for office, in my humble opinion. Right. They just don't. Right. They, they, the liberals I know, they work on the street level, on the ground. They're, they're on the front lines. They're at the soup. The people that feed the homeless, the feed, people that work with, you know, foster Work kids. with yeah. women and being able to take care of their bodies, like, and not allowing, like, other people to tell women what they could do with their bodies and stuff like that. For, like, the longest time I donated to Planned Parenthood until I started finding out that there's a lot of crazy shit that goes with Planned Parenthood. So I couldn't, I couldn't support them anymore. I, I had to learn that story. But like for me, man, it's like the liberals are on, on the streets, dude. And it's the, these people playing the games. Like Elizabeth Warren was a Republican up until like the late nineties. And then she switched to Democrats. So it's like the R's and the Anybody with ambition, anybody with ambition who wants to get into office is always should be treated with suspect. Like you, you, you should, should always be wary. Body stance going, what are you saying? What are you saying? Exactly. What are you that, doing? That, and that, that's what Americans do. That's, we can't lose that. We have to do that with both sides. The one thing that I always notice is, and you know, when you meet really famous people, a lot of times you're so, I'm so astonished at how ambitious they are. Like they're fucking ambitious. Well, Brian, like we know all of our friends are, I mean, dude, we're comics, man. You would think yeah. comics were just like the laughers and having, I mean, dude, like, no. I've got to be honest with you. I have no. like, I mean, from like 20, early 2020 to right now, my view of stand-up comedians has just been like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Very selfish. This isn't what I thought it was. No, not team players. No, 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 no. They're not. And, and I, 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 when I did the first acting, I, I did a hunting show with Rogan and the first mediator, mediator I did, he said, you know, we're re he said to uh, me, he said, we're representing comics, man. We got to do this. It was the beginning of the hunt. And I went, oh yeah, you know that unified bunch. And he started laughing really hard because they're the most, comics are the biggest misfits, good people, kind people at the end of the day, but, but misfits. And and too fucked up to be giving. Too we fucked up. That, to be I thought they were cohesive. punk rock, and nah. they're just really co corporate conformists. And it's like so weird because mm -hmm. at the beginning of when I moved to LA, like Eddie Bravo, you, I mean Eddie Bravo, Eddie Griffin used to always say, "Dude, this this ain't team sport. It's boxing." And I was like, "You know what? He's right, dude." But I, I yeah. never wanted to play that game. But then when when podcasting came, I thought it changed the game. It did, sort of. It did. I and mean, it, it brought it us together. Again, yeah. it got back to groups. And now, if you watch the history of comedy, groups rise. Groups always rise. Uh, yeah. But I thought groups were right. And then I just saw that. I just like the way people, I mean. Well, I, you know, Sam, a lot of it is fucking, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't think that comics are not punk rock. I think that, that we live in a time, as you know, where, where social media can destroy you and your ability to earn a living. It has made people so fucking afraid and you know what I'm talking about. And, and when, when someone like me, for example, gets allegations and stuff, 
everybody around you, everybody around you who's a guy says, if that can happen to Brian and it can happen from 21 years ago, no one is safe. And what do they do? They got to take care of their own. They're terrified. And I get it. I fucking get it. Because I have too many people who were powerful, who called me and were shaking in their fucking boots. It's just the way it is, man. And so when you create an atmosphere of fear like that, where you're guilty until proven innocent, and I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about any kind of thing. When you say the wrong thing on Twitter and you can lose your job, I'm talking about the way, look at how it is. When you say one thing and a Twitter storm hits you, you lose your political appointment, you lose your corporate job. We know this. When you, are, when you, when you fucking um, interview for, for Google, there are a lot of questions you better answer in a woke way. That's just how it is. I'm not, so there becomes this, this enforced group think, group conformity, group puritanity, puritanical sort of um, puritanical philosophy that no one actually believes in. No one knows how to implement. No one knows how to, how to make work. No one even right, knows how to believe right, in because it's right. so inconsistent and it's always being fucking, it's always being, um, uh, it's being made up as we go along. Every time liberal headquarters, and when I say illiberal, I say illiberal headquarters comes down with a different way to speak. Like if there's a new memo and it's like, I can't say that now, why? And I, I wasn't trying to offend anybody, but now you're, t you're telling me that I am. So, so there's My a opinion lot of- is, Brian, real quick, I, I know you're, I just think Sorry. the lemmings have become homicidal and that's my opinion. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of people taking shots at a lot of my friends that thought that, that they were going to spin that shit into fucking being one of the cool kids. And that's what happens. People are trying to be part of the cool kids, but what they don't realize is they're never, you, you know, if you're a cool kid or not right out the gate. I learned it in Montreal in the year 2000 that I was mm -hmm. not a cool kid. And that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And the greatest thing that ever happened to me, because now I'm here with my buddy talking shit, fucking winning and not getting, don't, I don't have a boss for my life, but man, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people, especially these blue check mark people, man, are just like, they will conform and they will get pitch, they will get pitchforks and torches and go after anybody if they thought it I would know. get them a fucking retweet or a tweet or a writing gig or any of that shit. And the truth of the matter is it never goes anywhere and it never leads anywhere. And because reality is the people that hiring are seeing what you're doing and they don't want to work with you fucking either. So it's like at the end of the day, but you know what? They leave their friends on the side of the fucking road and it's fucking sick. And I just don't like it. I, and I don't want to get into that that much to this, but. Yeah, but you may as well, because if there's no such thing as loyalty and if there's no such thing as, what are we doing? Well, what, what are is we all doing, dude? What like, are we doing? Like, what is the point of having these fucking shows and doing yeah. all this shit? If we're allowing like these people from this dead media and these people we don't know determine what we like and that's why like i love what andrew schultz is. dude we are in the golden era of com of of political comedy andrew schultz tim yeah. dillon you know yep. uh ryan yep. long myself I'd, i'm gonna throw myself in there because i you talk should. mad you should, shit. Throw your, you should throw yourself in there because that's what a comedian's job is to be satirical you know but but one of the things that i saw you know people for, for people should know also is like People thought that, um, like with Chris D'Elia, for example, like I've never stopped talking to Chris. So I talked to Chris probably three or four times a week and always have from day one, from day one of this insanity. And he's, he's going through a hard thing. But I, I, one of the things I noticed is how many people didn't, how many people stopped because not because they, they were just afraid, they were terrified. And he's got his own shit to deal with. He's got, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but he's got his own shit to deal with in terms of how to, how to find his way back and stuff like that. But but loyalty to me is fucking important, man. If you're, if you're gonna be somebody's friend, then you can confront them and make sure that they weren't bad people. If, if, you, if I find out you're doing some bad shit, we're gonna have to have a major talk or I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to turn my back, but I'm gonna do it after I talk to you. You know, otherwise, I, I don't know, man. I, friendship is, is friendship. And, you know, and dude, if, if you're gonna throw away all that time. If you're a friend at the worst, you should just say nothing at the worst. Yeah. It's Dave Chappelle's joke about uh, Jessamay Soleil or whatever his name is. He's like, people are like, 
people are like, why don't you support the support this man during this hard time? He goes, the black community supported him by not saying anything because we oh, knew he Jesse was full Smollett. of Jesse yeah, Smollett. yeah, because they knew he was full of shit, right? So they, that's I how they support him. him by being quiet. Like that's a classic Dave Chappelle bit, and I totally totally understand that and that's why i think it's like if you know this dude you know anybody and, and the, the the problem is this man and we say it I, it's like the rules there's no set rules like one of the funniest things uh sergio love ever said about the comic store is all the rules were written in number two pencil i don't know if i've already said that in here but that seems to be this yeah. it's like yeah. why are some people excommunicated and other people on the travel channel right now i, I just don't get it yeah well fear fear but 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 i would say like back to back to fucking the divisions in people and why we have political divisions you know psychologically they've done a lot of research on like the difference between quote unquote a conservative how a conservative looks at the human condition and how a quote unquote liberal looks at the human condition what's really interesting is that so conservatives and this is a personality difference or how you're, how you're raised. But conservatives have always looked at human beings as flawed creatures that need rules, structure, and penalties for stepping outside of those rules and structures, okay? Liberals, if you talk to them about rules, if you talk to them about stuff, they will say things like, well, rules and your customs and your principles and all your, all your doctrine just keeps me in a prison. It doesn't allow me to express myself fully and be who I truly am. That's a fundamentally different way of looking at human nature. That's two very different, that's two very different um, perspectives on what a person is. You know, and, and, and some of that stuff has to be taken into account where you're like, some of this stuff might just be a personality difference. It really, it really may be. Like, how do, you, how do you reconcile that? So, of course, if you're a conservative and you look at human beings as flawed, you're going to be pro-religion. You know, you're going to be, you're going to, you're, and you're going to hold religion as sanctified. But if you're a woman and you're a liberal and you want the right to your own body and somebody starts talking about religion as sanctity, you're going to go, wait a minute. This is, this is religious mumbo jumbo that keeps me from enjoying sex and keeps me from making it, being able to choose what to do with a baby in my body. You understand both sides, man. So one side can seem super, super fucking um, li uh, uh, protecting of, of the society we have, and another is oppressive. And it just depends on who you are. Yeah, and I, I think that you're never, as long as you have human free will, you're never going to have a system that's perfect for everybody. Because no. you'll have a system that will allow, you know, generational wealth, and psychopaths to ma manipulate it. And then you'll have a system where it allows those who just don't want to work and do anything <clears throat> to well, just be back and be like, send me checks, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's yeah. my whole thing. My brother's loving this whole system right now. My brother is just like, he, he's pissed that Trump's going to veto this thing because he's like, where's my 600 bucks? Well, I'm doing like uh, 90 fucking podcasts every day. And we're brothers. And I love them. Yeah. You know, we yeah. just have two different ways of like, you know. It, look, it's just, some people look at the world as dangerous. Like Rogan and I always talked about the difference. Rogan always looked at the world as dangerous. Joe thinks there's a, there's a fucking tiger behind every corner, around every corner. every That dude's more paranoid of people he doesn't know. And, everything, and he's always been that way. And I am the exact opposite. I never think there's any danger. I trust everybody. I assume everybody's got the best intentions and I get burned for it. I do. And you know that. Everybody says that. So what happens? What, 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 did, what did Joe always say about me? He said, you bring crazy and broken into your life. You better be fucking careful. He warned me about that I think for about 25 that years. Time, he warned me about that for 25 years. He told me that on the podcast a thousand times. So, you know, listen, if you get hit with a brick, sometimes it, it, it's because you were walking through a neighborhood where they were throwing a lot of fucking bricks. And if you do that for a long enough time, you're going to get hit with a brick. So, so again, so much of this stuff is like, like how you are, how you're wired, how the fuck are we, you know, so it goes back to your conspiracy theories in terms of like a grand plan. It might just be that people are fucking really different and they, they organize their worlds 
to to sort of make their their point of view realized, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, won. I, mean, I won that. I won that. I won that. I won that. I won. No, I just won. Just, I won. Just I just. I, I'm already convincing you. Retardation. You just talk. No, no, no. Uh, no, I got you. Real got quick, you. Brian. I want to get into any thoughts on this this stimulus package that just was. Uh, they tried to shove down our throats. Well, I, again, it goes back to a philosophy. What what there are practical people on the ground that are looking at data and they're saying we are going to be, so the people who will say we need a lockdown because I'm terrified. I got family members that are terrified of the COVID vaccine. They're terrified of COVID. Even though all the data would suggest that they're not in risk, they are not letting their kids out there of the house. They are not seeing loved ones for the holidays. They're just fucking believing the media. Okay, fine. So those people believe that we need to be in lockdown for another year, all right? There's no way our economy survives in a million years without major government um, bailouts. Um, so if you don't own a small business and you're not eating a dick, then you aren't as sympathetic. But it seems to me that a lot of people that are owning small businesses and trying to survive, like you and I, etc., are not pro-lockdown because we are seeing a real difference in our bottom line. And also, I'm not, I don't believe, I'm, I haven't seen data yet, Sam, that masks and lockdowns work. I haven't. I'm not so sure they work. It doesn't exist. Okay. okay. So, so if that's the case, so, but you have two different points of belief and they're looking at data differently. And what some people are saying is we need to keep a lockdown and the government is one to rescue. What I would say is this, open the shit back up let people make their own choices and be careful if they're at risk, but open this shit back up and let's get our economy back and we won't need a stimulus because I don't think you can spend your way out of this problem. I don't believe you can. Maybe I, I'm wrong. I have an, That's an opinion I just made. Maybe I'm wrong. I, it makes me very uncomfortable. There, I said it. And I, it really makes me uncomfortable and I know you agree with this, that big corporations are the one making out on this and small businesses are fucking dying. For sure, That's a big dude. problem. For sure. Dude, there is a billboard on Lancashire, Brian. I want to go and burn it down, okay? And it's a billboard for Amazon Fresh. And it says, we're open, come on in. And as I drive down Lancashire, there is closed business after closed business, closed shop, empty, empty store, empty store. And to me, that billboard is purposefully done to inflict emotional damage. Those words specifically, because this is what it's about, man. I, I, I'm just telling you, dude, I, I'm just telling you, this is never about ending peacefully. I'm telling you, it's called the Great Reset. You could read about it. This guy, fucking something Schwab. I forget what his name is, but it's like literally a name that you would give to like a bad guy from a Bond film, right? Like that you couldn't, you couldn't have this guy's name and work at Burger King. It's just, it's not possible. You only get in to like, stuff you always got to do when you're fucking make a plan. But I just think it's about, here's why I honestly, I think they want a revolution because they want to, uh, they want mil they want to have uh, martial law, and I think the only way to that this is going to stop is when they start getting really scared, dude. And I mean, and think about this. I don't know if you saw Trump's insanely awesome speech that he did, and you could say whatever you want. I just did. I just watched it. I, I I would love to hear hear your opinion on it. I. Well, I, I, that's what I told you before is I looked at it and I looked at no, 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 hold, hold, you were talking. I thought you were talking about when he went down the election. For I'm talking about him breaking down this bill that they want him oh, to yeah, sign. I, I didn't see that. It is incredible. And he breaks down all the shit. Dude, it's a $900 billion bill. $200 billion is for the American people. $700 billion goes to foreign countries. Dude, we're literally spending $20 million on gender, like, education 
in Pakistan. Unbelievable. And it's like, it's, listen, they're not afraid of us. I'm not a violent guy. I'm not preaching violence in any way, shape, or form. But they are not afraid of us. I mean, we, it, in other countries, they have um, uh, no faith. What's it called? They have no faith in the pol- They can literally vote that nobody has any faith in them. I forget what it's actually uh, called. But it's like they can vote people out. We don't have any of that. We get wined and dined. It's like, I always say, like, I understand why women go crazy with guys because the shit we say to get down their pants and then when you get down their pants, it's like, yeah, okay, I got to go. They're like, what happened to love? You love, yep. you know, like, that's yep. politicians, dude. Mm-hmm. That's uh, well, politicians. That, 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 and, and, and you don't realize it's happening to you until it's too late. So the, the problem that I worry about is that when you talk about Amazon and stuff, yeah, there are a couple of things you can do to, to get mass conformity. When, when all of a sudden the only place you can get your, your goods is from a massive corporation, it, because it's really easy, because they make it super easy, then there is no need for small businesses. But the problem with that is then how do people make a living? How do people actually then um, make a contribution to society? And what are you willing to give up for that kind of efficiency and that kind of abundance? What are you willing to give up? An entire town? That has that is relying on government handouts. Is that what we're talking about? And that's what I worry about. And so that's the first thing. The second thing, if you want to get people to really conform, is you just start rewriting their history. You just you just start telling every child that their the founding fathers were nothing but racists. You start telling every child that um, that the great figures in our society who came up with incredible innovations um, and incredible political innovations. Um, and solve these political problems that everybody benefits from. Well, they're the enemy because they're part of something called the white, patriarchal, tyrannical uh, uh, um, hierarchy. You you can do these things. And what happens is if you don't have any pushback, your children will come out and like my children are already doing so, saying things like America's a shit show. America was founded on nothing but genocide and racism. And so you can really paint America. You can make Americans ashamed of their history. You can, you can get them to believe that everybody in, in, on any statue was only one thing, not a human being, which means there are a lot of things, but just one thing. And that history has, all, you can look at things just from one, one angle. <laughs> and instead of saying, well, yeah, America has a lot of things to atone for, but we've also done some pretty fucking amazing things. And we're a great fucking country for a lot of these reasons too. Let's talk about those people. And, and their contribution. So that, that's my biggest issue with, with, uh, with how we're rewriting history. And that's what I worry about the most with how polarized we've become thanks to social media. Um, who is the lady, can, Chin, can you look up who started, um, started um, um, Planned Parenthood? Sure. So Brian, right was, now this is a list of people I will fight for charity. I will fight them for charity. Charity can yep. go to anything. Uh, Sink from, uh, what's his name? Sick or whatever. From that fat fuck from the young uh, Turks. I'll fight him. Spork to the death. Whatever he wants, I'll fight him. Keith Olbermann, I'll fight that motherfucker. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Gavin Newsom, Dr. Fauci, I'll fight you. Okay, both Cuomo, same time. I don't give a shit. I'll rip off his nipple rings and shove it down his brother's throat. Okay, Jack Tapper, uh, Peter Buttplug, that, that, the gay uh, Democrat guy who was CIA, I'll fight him. Anderson Cooper, Ralph Northam, he's the uh, governor of Virginia. Justin Trudeau, I'm a little nervous about that guy because they say he can box, but I'll still fight him. He can box, him. he can box, he can I'll box. still fight right. him. I'll yep, still, yep. I'm, I'm going to go hard and fast. If I go out my shield, I go out my shield. And then anyone who's into Santronella, okay, I'll fight all of them. And <laughs> wait, at, wait, Santronella, Santeria, you mean Santeria? No, Santronella. What's that? Santronella is the worshiping of Saturn. I will fight all of them, okay? And <laughs> then you could add that chick, even though she's dead. She's one of the people, I'm going to make a list of Margaret death. Sanger, Margaret Sanger. Yes. You're talking about Margaret Sanger. Who, who I'll fight her. I'll fight Alistair Crowley. I'll fight fucking Woodrow Wilson. I would, I, I, if I could fight anyone in history, I would fight Woodrow Wilson. 
Uh, I'm going to give you a list, Brian. I'm going to send you some information on Margaret Sanger to suggest that she's a much more complicated character than you think, and you would probably have liked her. But that's a different story. Now, I wanted to read some of the comments, Chin, about um, my my the episode we did with Flat Earth, Dave Weiss. Dave, 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 Flat Earther Weiss. Sure. Uh, there was like a gazillion. So let's just go through them together. I haven't opened up right here. Oh, great. Because, hey, Sam, I kind of won that. Even though I lost, I won, right? According to the people. So, 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 so what happened? So here's Beach Dreaming. Uh, first of all, Tony Perez just said, here we go again. Oh, no, um, because remember how the, the, the first video malfunctioned? Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So here's, here's beach streaming. So what happened was Brian Callen proved beyond a shadow of a doubt he doesn't know what science is. And then, <laughs> erased all the, and then erased all the votes against him because there was a glitch in the video system. How convenient, how familiar. Brian's big loss of his career. I didn't do that glitch, you son of a bitch. All right, Parker Hayden says, God bless. Okay, whatever. Laird Reganus. It's hard to believe anyone who dominates a conversation and then continuously accuses the other person of not letting them speak. Not very self-aware. Brian loses because he didn't even attempt to prepare an argument. True. Sam wins by default. Dave couldn't watch and couldn't only listen because he suck. But the character of this guy uh, that I was able to make up in my head from this guy's horrible ass personality completely made up for the initial disappointment caused by Rink's technological flaccidness. So thanks for that, Dave. I obviously love you knob gobblers. But Sam is not geared very well to be a moderator for a debate <laughs> with this kind of topic. God love him, but he's been way too inundated with all of these topics over the years to not be inherently biased. Although one thing you could po possibly do is try out an episode where you both are the moderators and you bring on two experts to debate a topic that they, dare, that they differ stances on. I like that. That's good. Um, okay. Anyway, here's Evan Carbody. Uh, this is so painful. Flat Earth era always says we should listen to any institutions um, because they indoctrinate us. We shouldn't listen to any institutions because they indoctrinate us. Why would we all start to believe a group of random flat earthers? Now, what now makes their ideas, beliefs, or experiments more valid? He's right. They are acting in an exact way they accuse the scientists of acting. Why would we ever dream their perspective as more is more valid and meaningful? than generations of people that dedicated their lives to just studying and observing the world and universe around them. You're right. Huge win for Brian. Thank you, Evan. Just because you talk more aggressively and louder doesn't mean the things you're saying have merit. <laughs> um, don't trust institutions. Here's Clinton body count. Don't trust institutions, but you trust YouTube? Good point. Matthew Collins. Dave cherry picks science, which favors his narrative and rejects science that doesn't. You cannot do this when it's all built on the same foundation. He's right. When Brian was talking about being in the Earth's atmosphere, I think he was referring to relativity. Keep going with the CS uh, conspiracy, uh, uh, yeah, conspiracy social club, AKA deep waters. Guys, love you both, blah, blah, blah. This, this, this is painful flat Earth. This is painful. Flat Earth is gay. <laughs> okay, Andrew Leach. Um, Wrath, Brian could have, just said those videos were fake. Literally all of this guy's points could be used against him. Wrath, Dave's strategy, equals deny something, then respond with something completely baseless using the same principles of science that he called fake. How dumb were the Horizon videos? Has this guy ever heard of video editing? All right, Paul Wiener, you can do it with your own camera. Zoom things from back over the horizon. I'm curious how that can happen as well. Uh, other than refraction, which doesn't seem to apply. Um, Daniel Horner, holy shit, the video is even worse for Dave. He must be buying from Sam's Connect now. Brian Adam Jones, imagine telling Brian that any historical person he brings up because he doesn't know them cannot be used. When talking about flying around the world, Dave references Z pilot. Like who the fuck is that? Is, <laughs> is Dave a new, a new constant guest for this segment? I'm out of this Patreon. He makes his own rules for who is allowed to be quoted, but he can use YouTube and other unknown garbage. Um, here's Clinton body count. I can't see gravity, so it doesn't count. Ha, 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 ha. What a dumb fuck. Holy shit. And Evan Carbonati, these guys are coming back. And Jesus Christ, the whole pulling back and being able to see ships is explained by mirages. It's physics. 
Ever notice ships appearing to float even though they are past the horizon? Super mirages explain so much of this. Damien Rizzo. Mirages don't push back and flatten the horizon, so the ships way past the globe set horizon appear in front of the horizon. I don't know. Anyway, Here, go down. Just goes what are some of the classics, dude? Oh, Brian, go down to this one. There's one that says you won. You got to do those. Oh, Brian wins this one. Yes. The guy tells you not to listen to scientists, but wants us to listen to him. And why is Sam not being a moderator? He's constantly helping Dave in his debate like it's two versus one. What's this? Looks like one of those debates Trump was having. That's great. <laughs> Stephen Sells. I was for sure, it was for sure like the Trump-Biden debate where the moderator was stepping in debating Trump or Biden. <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Peter Castiglione says, ha-ha, I'm not even a flat earther and Callan lost. <laughs> Go down to Tyler Lamont. Um, best podcast ever? Yes or yes? Hard to say Callan won. Great questions, though. Both had your moments. Great. All right, Brian. Hey, so did you count up who won? I think Brian won in a landslide. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. <laughs> Brian! Um, I'm so happy for you. Dude, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And it's not hard to win a flat earth debate, though, just because, I mean, that's a hard thing to kind of push down people's throats. It's, it's, now, it's now, a tough one for Dave. Real quick, though. Yeah. Did you, uh, Chin, did you look at the episode after that? I think Brian, uh, you know, had a nice little win and then went right back to being, you know. <laughs> the episode after Chin? Chin, give me good news, Chin. Give me good it news. Just, it just got released 10 a.m. this morning, so we'll find Oh, okay. Oh. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right, guys. Well, listen, Sam, you have a Merry Christmas. And by the way, Chin, you too. Happy holidays. You too, Santa Claus, Santa Claus is real. That's the one thing I want you to realize. Santa Claus is real. I love Santa Claus. Me too, buddy. You know, when I me was too. a kid, my parents told me that. We were so special that we would celebrate Christmas the day before and Santa would come to our house special for us just to our house the day before because, you know, the guy didn't have a hard day the next day where he had to go all over the world. The guy decided, you know, hey, dude, I'm just going to run to the Tripoli household real quick, drop off some gifts and head back. So that's why I always love Santa. You know, Santa's uh, mushrooms, right? And people would, back in the day, Brian, they would do, the yeah. whole family would do shrooms together. Really? Yeah. What, what, Sam, Sam, that's not true, but what did you, uh, Brian, what did you, uh, that's 100% true. No, I'm just saying that's not true is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Now, no, listen, what I'm trying what? to tell you, Brian, is it is true. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a family somewhere did mushrooms together, but listen, Sam, uh, what did you, uh, what the fuck, what is your best Christmas present you ever got? Man, I that's a crazy uh, dude. When I was a kid, I really wanted this dinosaur game where you, you where it would like eat the eat, eat the uh the, the ball. And when I got it, I was so excited about it, dude. Yeah, I was so excited about it. Good. I want. Yeah, what was your best one? Let me guess. I got a piranha. I got a stuffed piranha. A stuffed from piranha? the Amazon, like a real real one from the Amazon. It what was do you a mean stuffed- a real one? It, a taxidermist, my dad went to Brazil and got me a stuffed fucking piranha. And it was, and, and I still, I used you? to still have it. And it was a huge piranha. Um, I was probably 10. God and he got me, and I, it, it had teeth and everything. And I was like, fuck, you got me a, stu- a big stuffed piranha. And looking back on it, my dad put that in his suitcase and brought it back for me. What a badass. That was, my dad traveled so much, I didn't see him much. Um, because he was part of the Illuminati, but um, but he always uh, brought yeah, me back good. shit. Brian, what's your dad could come on? Everybody wants us to talk to him. I, I'm like, I can't I wait. Swear to, talk to God, to dad. we're bringing him on. I, what, what we'll do is we'll, you know, what we'll do. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be with him on the 28th, 29th. So we'll we'll do a podcast with him. I'm down with that. One more thing, Brian. Right. Um, yeah. What is the next thing you want to debate? Because I think. You have a better shot with them than you do with me because you are just like not doing well with me. <laughs> Real quick, can I just say one more thing before we go? Because I know everyone's got to go. Chin, I gotta see your face. Chin, sure. can I see your face? Yeah, Chin, dude. what's your best? What's your best birthday present, Chin? Um, a Tyco Turbo Hopper that my parents gave me when I was a kid. That's a pretty good one, dude. All right. A, a what? 
<laughs> Tyco Turbo Hopper. Tycos, bro. That's the shit when you're a boy. When you're a little boy and you get a Tyco, bro. RC I used to really? love Tycos, bro. Love Tycos. Jen, you look festive, bro. Thank you. It's friends. Yeah. Listen, there it is. I know I'm new to the whole, you know, uh, your guys' shows and stuff like that. But I have to say something. Dude. Chin is the Jamie Foxx of the Asians, dude. This guy is so multi-talented. Thank you, Sam. His singing is unbelievable. I know. I didn't know know that. Nobody told me this. He's a legit singer. He's a legit real. Like that fast car rendition was amazing. He's a legit singer, dude. He's a real singer. Why are you going to make an album, your own album, dude? So Brian's been telling me that for years to do originals, and I'm actually, I'm going to really, truly put time into it now. I think you should, dude. You could do some, dude, with all the podcasts you're on too, you could tour and sell some some tickets, bro. 100% you could, 100%. And I'm a big believer in coming up with original self-expression and honest self-expression, and you just have to start writing. It's one thing to be really good at singing other people's songs, the responsibility comes in writing something original. That's hard. That's hard. But you can do it. I had more time, but I'm still making excuses. I've done it before. So well, can- so t- time, time is not an excuse because writing is a mindset. So even in the worst time of my life over these past three months, I wrote a lot of fucking good stuff because I just, as soon as I would start thinking doomsday shit, I would go right into my comedy. So, so anybody who's going through a lot of shit in their life, I don't care if you're busy or you're emotionally distraught or you see most of the time in life, the most stressful times are when you don't know what's going to happen next. And so I, I, I don't allow that. I just, I just, I just keep moving forward and I, and I take any of that stress and I just start writing. It's just energy. Just mm-hmm. replace it. Just refocus your eyes. That some of the greatest fucking, who is that Polish psychologist who looked at concentration camp survivors and people in Poland who had seen what the Soviets and what the Germans did to their own families, the rape and the murder and the mass starvation. And the, there were the people that somehow um, came out of it who were way better off and actually thrived were the people that said, this is a terrible time and I'm going to use it to see how well I can suffer and how, how good of a person I can come out of it because of it. Like I they agree. were like, this Brian, is testing. That's me. right now too. That's right now. Yes, man. Yes, hundred percent. Those are those are thriving. Are the ones who are like, okay, how can I how can I find multiple revenue streams? And there's those who are just like, where's my check? You know, just and yeah. I, I'm not degrading. I sit, I'll sit down with anybody, and tell them what I do to generate money. But Chin, it's just like what you should do, man. Is I'm sure writing a song is harder than writing a joke. And it's but I think you should ever like <clears throat> maybe put out like three originals. And then like do a bunch of covers and maybe spend like three each month. You're going to write down one song. Like the first two weeks, you're like, these are the lyrics. And you can even do like modern where they just do the hooks over and over again. Everyone's like, Oh, it's so great. And then the second half of the song of the month is just you coming up with the jams, dude. And also write about, just get honest, Jim, get honest and personal, right? Write, write, write one personal song. Right about how you were watching me just massacre Brian Callen week after week, and it's hard to massacre the the first. Brian, Brian is the quiet. Brian is the quiet winner. (laughs) He's always beating Sam, cause Sam talks about mushrooms and families on Christmas. That I just gave you the beginning. Go, Brian. You would be a great. You should go in the music too, Brian. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I have a beautiful. I really think it would be great. Well, I just want to say I love everybody on the show. I've had a wonderful time. Uh, we Me have too. some serious moments. We have some funny moments. You know, there's a lot of uh, wacky morning zoo comedy going on in podcasts right now. But, yep. uh, you know, we like to do a little bit serious. And I enjoy it. And as long as you guys are having fun, I will continue it. You know, I like winning. It's easy for me. I'm, every day I wake up, it's like, oh, today's Tuesday. Winning day. And I just win. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving. Uh, listen, listen, man. We're moving into this new studio in the new year. And I'm, I have the bell. And I'm going to be ringing that bell a lot. And uh, in the meantime, if you guys want to see me do stand-up, this fucking New Year's, come to stand-up live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and it's going to be some fun. 
So I where am are you doing gonna be? Cameo, cameos like a motherfucker. I, listen, dude, I'm not booking anything right now because I'm kind of like spending time with my kids while they're like they're one years, uh, one year old. They're almost in mm-hmm. like a month and a half. They'll be a um, um, one year old. But I'm on cameos, dog. I'm dropping manifestos on these unsuspecting fools. You want to hear some truth? You want to hear some truth? You want to hear the real truth, not Brian's mainstream media truth, where he's like talks about experiments he's never done, but he, he gives you the results. Go to the manifesto, go to cameo.com slash Sam Tripoli, and I'll talk about anything. I'll break it down. And I keep telling these two guys, guys, it is very important that you start looking into cryptocurrency. Oh, start yeah, yeah. buying crypto, man. Even if it's a little bit, those who have a little, because this thing right now is at almost 24,000 for a Bitcoin, but there's other ones that are much cheaper that are going to explode. It's not going to just be one. It's going to be multiple digital coins are going to explode. So if you get it now, because listen, there's a statistic out there that says 25% of the U.S. dollars that are on the market right now were printed in the last year. Wow. Wow. That is like well, flooding it, dude. They're flooding it. Get get a cameo from, from my boy Sam. Any cameo I do from now until the twenty fourth, by the way, I have to do in twenty four hours and all the money goes to charity. So uh the same thing I have. So let's go. All right, buddy. I love you, pal. Bye. Chin, guys. you're the best. Love you. Love you guys. You're the best. Merry Christmas. Bye boys. We're doing one with my dad on the thirtieth. I'll call you okay. then.